Hi everyone, welcome back to the Bright and Scent podcast. My name is Sydney. And I'm Destiny. And we're excited today to get into the idea of simplicity as a believer. Um, I'm going to read these three verses, then I just kind of want to talk about it because I want to see what scripture has to say. So uh, Proverbs 15, 16 says, better a little with the fear of the Lord than great wealth with turmoil. Um, another verse is Matthew eight thirty six that says, what good is it for someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit their soul? And then the last verse is, in all things I have shown you that by working hard in this way, we must help the weak and remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. And that's Acts 20, 35. So I think looking at these scriptures, I, I've often kind of had this wrestle of there's so much to do. There's always more to there's always more you can get. There's always more you can do. There's always more you can um, become. And trying to learn this idea of um, godliness with contentment is great gain, which is in First Timothy. And what does that look like? What does contentment look like? Um, what does a simple life look like, but also doing as much as you can for the Lord? Um, so I don't know what what has your journey been with the idea of simplicity in life and being content, but also not complacent? Yeah. Um, so I think there's multiple aspects to namely probably two that I can think of like right now on what it sim like simple living and how it applies to life, my life. So you think about simple living in terms of um, minimalism I think is what the world would call it, um, minimalistic mm. in terms of like what you have, like your material possessions mm. um, and w your day-to-day -day schedule. So in that regard, I think there's, you know, the aspect of minimalism in material things. So living simply materially. Yeah. Um, and then I think there's living simply in terms of your actual activities and like the the amount of things that occupy you occupy your mind. So, I think for me right now, I don't really have the ability to spend frivolously on material things. Mm. Um so because of that, it's pretty easy to live a simple material life if that makes any sense. Like I don't have the ability at this point to spend a ton of money on physical items. Hmm. So I'm not. So when I do purchase things and, you know, use my money, I have to use it wisely. And when I say wisely, I mean, I have to think more than just, is this a need? I have to think, is this a need or a want? I have to think about, you know, do I use this often? Um, and then it's like, okay, do I want to buy the cheap middle of the road or the expensive. And then you kind of have just have to like make your decisions based off of that. So I think I have to go through that process with everything I buy outside of food. Mm. Um, really, because it's like, I just don't have the money to like be spending on like all kinds of stuff. So I would say I am a minimalist, not by choice, but by <laughs> out of just like my current living situation. However, because I am minimalist, I think you realize what you actually use and yeah. what you don't use and what you need and don't need. Yeah. So when 
the point at the point at which more money comes and I have the ability to buy more material items, I don't think I will. Simply because like simply simply because I I, I they're not going to get used. Yeah. Like if anything I feel like what would end up happening is maybe what I currently have might get an upgrade. That makes any sense. Or like yeah. I would just when that next purchase comes up, like I was talking about, is it a need? Is it a want? Um, how often am I going to use it? And how much money do I want to spend on it based off of how much do I value this item? I think in those types of situations, I'll have not as much pressure and I'll be able to maybe make a higher quality decision, but not necessarily more like just consuming more stuff. So I think that's an aspect of living simply. And then I think the other aspect of living simply that is equally as important and sometimes is overlooked is like how much you're doing mm. and putting your hands to in terms of like, if you actually are maintaining that day of rest each week, you know, like the Bible talks about, you know, there's the seventh day to keep it holy, you know, whatever. And it doesn't necessarily have to be Sunday because if you think about it, all the people who work for like work in ministry, Sunday's a busy day. Sunday is not a day of rest. Um, so you as a person in ministry would have to use a different day to rest. Um, but yeah, just, are you observing a rest day weekly? Um, I think that helps you clear your mind and, you know, living simply in terms of like what you're doing and then just trusting the Lord that like, you don't have to do a million, like right now, I feel like in um, society, I see so much, I used to see a lot of it more, but I've kind of filtered my content that I consume on social media, but it was a lot of like this side hustle and this side hustle, and you could be making money doing nothing and you could be making money online and you can be, and it's like, okay, I understand you need money to make the world go round, but at what point it's like, I'm just doing things to stay occupied. Like, yeah. and it's like, why, like, why can't we sit quietly and just like not have a lot going on in our brains, but it's like, we just, it's, it's really hard to do. So I think, um, I think that's probably the thing that I'm working on the most right now and being pregnant and only working part-time gives me a lot of time um, to kind of sit with my own thoughts and be at a mental, like have mental peace, I guess you could mm. say. Like, I don't, I don't feel like I have a lot of chaos in my brain. Um, and I'm really thankful for that. I know some people feel like they have to be like that. Like a lot of people don't want to sit quietly with themselves. And I think that's a problem because if you don't sit quietly with yourself, how are you going to be able to sit quietly with the Lord? Like if you can't, if you can't calm your own thoughts, you're never going to be able to hear God speak to you hmm. or you're, it's just, it's always going to have to come from outside sources. Yeah. And there's no reason why it should have to come from outside sources every single time God's trying to communicate with you. Mm -hmm. Outside sources should be confirmation of what God's already told you through his word or with your own personal relationship and prayer life. Um, it, that's how it should be. But, you know, God's gracious. And sometimes, you know, if we don't allow, you know, we're not giving him that space, you know, he can still communicate with us and reach us. But his desire for us is that we can have, we can quiet our minds. And if you're so occupied with 
you know, your 10 side hustles and then your two main jobs and then your kids and your spouse or not even those things. If you're single and you're in ministry and you're just doing 50 million things all the time, you're not really living a simple life in your mindset. You You might not have a lot of money. And someone may call you simple in terms of the world standards, but I don't think that's – I think simple in God's eyes would mean peaceful, meaning like you don't have – like you actually practice casting your cares upon Christ. Hmm. Like you practice that because I don't think it's something that's inherently easy to do. You have to be intentional about it um, because the cares of life are always going to come but you have to practice putting them on God, you know, putting them on Jesus. So, yeah, yeah. I think it really is. So you said, you said so many good things and I think it, I think it helps if you ask the right questions. So asking, for example, for me, I have to, I had to ask myself, okay, why do I want to work so much? Mm-hmm. I want to work so much because I want to have more money. Why do you want to have more money? because I want to be comfortable. Why can't you be comfortable with this amount where your bills are paid and you have margin in your life? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, oh, well, I just want to be able to buy this or go here or do this thing. Mm-hmm. And like asking those real questions and giving real answers and trying to <clears throat> figure out what the source is that is driving that. Because if if even doing things like ministry, even doing things like serving in church, it's like, why do I find myself volunteering for every single thing? And then you might realize it's because you want to be seen or you want to be validated or you, there's something in you that feels like you, you don't know how to receive God's love fully. And so you feel like you have to work for it. And, um, I think that's where the difference comes between, when you have, you know, people in the Bible, like Paul or different apostles who are like going all over the place and doing all this stuff and traveling, but it's, but it's from a place of rest and that, and I think, uh, I heard this too, like a lot of people, if you are, if you, mm, (laughs) I guess I should have got some water. (laughs) We're going to continue anyways. So, um, the opposite of you can find yourself getting burnt out if you if you don't live a simple life and your life is super busy and you know your life is busy if it's you know if it's busy or not and there's probably some area in your life where you are hanging on by a thread and you are whether that's um you know cuz i i think it's i think i i watched this documentary called um shoot i can't remember what it's called but it was on minimalism and it changed my whole perspective. And it talked about how, you know, like the average house has like over 300,000 items in it. Now, this is probably like mom, dad, two kids or something. Um, and over the years, and the average home has that many items, just stuff, junk drawer stuff, like all the way to like clothes um, or furniture, pieces, decorations, whatever. And uh, one of the guys in the documentary had talked about how he's, he's now a minimalist and lives his life very simply. And he talked about how he came from poverty 
And with that poverty mindset, it kind of drove him to be super successful, which is nothing's wrong with that, but it drove him to work, 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 work. And he was working and he was making so much money, but because he had that, he just wanted to live opposite of what he had experienced growing up. He was spending all the money that he had. So the more he had, the more he spent. And because it was like leveling out and there, it wasn't like he was stacking up all this money. It was, he was making a hundred K and spending a hundred K. And so we'd have to work even harder. And he found himself having, instead of benefiting off of the labor that he's put in and being able to rest. And, you know, I, I have, you know, plenty of money to go take a vacation, do whatever, just relax um, or do nothing because his lifestyle was so lavish and like the verse that says, don't store up your treasures, you know, store up your treasures in heaven. He was storing up so many treasures on earth um, that he was, he was then working to maintain the lifestyle. And so you think someone making a hundred K a lot of money, whatever um, would be able to relax and live their life and enjoy life. He was actually now like succumbing to his, to that poverty mindset. And, um, and now he was like working really hard to maintain this lifestyle that he had made. Um, And so I don't know, watching that and just seeing how, you know, he had to ask those really tough questions and go all the way back to where he, how he was raised and now how he lives his life simply now. It's, It's not, it's not this idea of, I don't, okay, I sold everything and now I'm, now I'm living on the street, you know, and I live life super simply, but, um, but like you said, uh, maybe not having like bad things, but just having like having decent things in terms of materials, having decent things that last. Um, and then in terms of like your work-life balance, I think, like I was saying, the questions I was asking myself, why do I want all this money? Why do I, why do I feel like I need to work this much? um, every single week. Um, and what in my life am I, what in my life am I trying to, I'm trying to maintain a lifestyle versus I'm experiencing life because those are two different things. Um, so I think it's just really important to know, um, and, and have faith. I think as a believer, So all those questions as a believer, they come down to, okay, I want to work this much because I want to have this much money because I don't feel comfortable unless I have this much in the bank account or I want to keep up with the Joneses or whatever. And then it's really coming down to, am I trusting the Lord? Am I, am I having faith that he will sustain me? He will take care of me. He will multiply what I put my hands to, but that doesn't mean I have to put my hands to everything. Um, And, and I think it, it also, like I said, there are things in your life that we can all think of that we are hanging on by a thread because we are not uh, wholehearted in it. And so that's where you get to burn out when you're living this life that is just like unsustainable in whatever way. Um, and you're exerting more than you're receiving, then you deal with burnout. And the thing, the opposite of burnout, it, it's not an issue of, of maybe uh, it could be... It, a symptom is exhaustion and like fatigue and all this stuff, but it's really an issue of wholeheartedness. And I think for me, what I've been learning is a sustainable life, a simple life is a life that is wholehearted. So that doesn't mean I can't, I can only do one thing with my, with my life 
in order for right. it to be simple. But how many things can I do wholeheartedly? Um, and so, I mean, even right before we started this, someone had, you know, stated that they needed help with something and it was in a group text. And I'm always the first person who's like, I'll help, I'll help. And I think I just, it, it can be, it's a good thing, you know, to want to help people, but you also have to understand what your capacity is. And yeah. if I, if I keep saying yes to all these things, if I keep saying yes to more work hours, if I keep saying yes to serving in all these different ways, um, they can be good things that, that turn not so good. And it's because I can't be wholehearted. So I think now I, I, and a practical thing that I do that maybe could be helpful for anyone listening, but something I do is I actually in different seasons of life when shifts happen or whatever, we need to reevaluate what we're doing. You just write out every single thing that you're involved in, every single thing that you're doing, how your time is being used each day. And then ask the Lord, what do you want me to put up, pick up? And what do you want me to put down in this season? Um, and so I had to do that. There were so many things that, you know, you can help out with and sign up for, especially in church. There's so many things that you could be helping with, um, and volunteering for or whatever, but looking at that list and seeing these are the things that, that the Lord is calling me to. And it's usually three or four. It's usually not 10. <laughs> it's usually yeah. not a bunch of stuff, odd, odd end things here and there. Um, yeah. and I, and I think for me, it was also a heart check. Living simply is very humbling because you realize, one, you don't really need the things that you think you need. And two, there is always someone else who could be doing something and it doesn't have to be you all the time. And um, so in terms of like giving of myself um, and living a simple life, I had to realize it was like, it could be like a spirit of pride. Um, and I had to check my heart because it's like, I feel like I always have to be doing something. I always have to be serving. I always have to be doing this. Like I was saying, whether it's you're dealing with insecurity, you want to be seen, you want people to, you want to be seen uh, to validate yourself from like a yeah. kind of rejected place um, uh, or you want to be seen from a prideful place, you know? And um, yeah, so I think now, the way that I look at my life now is like, there are things that I'm doing with my life and one would consider that not a simple life. I'm not, when I think of like simple life, I think of like living on the farm and you're in the middle of nowhere and you have like just yeah. a few animals. So it's not overwhelming. And, <laughs> and, um, yeah. you know, your family's there and you make everything from scratch and you have like all the time in the day to make a, a thing of bread. <laughs> and like, and so everything's just very slow because you only have a couple things to do each day. But like, that's not, that's not what life is. And uh, for everyone, at least. Um, you know, it's interesting you say that. Yeah. Like, to me, that sounds like a busy life. Like having to get up at the crack of dawn. That's why I said, just, just, just two cows. And to, <laughs> and to, just two cows. Just two. Just, just to maintain and like keep them alive hmm. and then like having to like harvest it because that's a full day's work that's not just you know like but the idea is that there's more than just one person taking care of maintaining maintaining this entire space but like that's a life that's like based on survival like you know what i'm saying hmm. like you you work the land you eat off the land the land provides for you huh. so if the land provides for you you have to 
provide for the land and to provide for the land is a full day's work like you Mm. have to feed the animals you're you have to till the ground you have to you know read the seasons you have to do things in a timely manner if you get sick but it's harvest day you gotta harvest because if you harvest too late you know the windows are really small like you don't have there's not a there's not a big margin for error when you are working land. So it's interesting that that's your version of like, that's like your ultimate simple life. But to me, that just sounds like a lot. The the hardest. (laughs) Yeah. 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 No. Yeah. I think um, when you said that about what did you say when you, when you, when you, um, when you, are living off the land or like you have to work the the land to live off the land yeah like if you want the land to provide for you you have to provide for the land like animal Mm. like if you have animals in captivity they're not going to be able to get their food the way they would in a wild environment right Mm. so you have to make sure you provide for the animals and so like if it's just about like if you actually wanted to have a sustainable farm i would imagine like where are you going to get your chicken feed where are you going to get your you got to make sure that the grass like and then you got to make sure you maintain like the animals to the land because if you have too many animals eating off the land they're going to consume what's happened like the they're going to consume the vegetation too fast and then there's not going to be enough. So you have to have, like, there's got to be balance. So when you were talking, I was thinking about, um, like, I feel like the best way to think of our lives being simple mm. is to think about how, like, what is the tried and true best diet? And when I say diet, I mean, like, like eating lifestyle. I don't mean, like, not eating carbs for a week. Not that. Or, like, going on a diet. I mean, like like actually your dietary lifestyle in general. The best one that's the most recommended by doctors and that has been tried and true for practically all of time and is backed by the most science is a holistic, like well-balanced diet. And that means you've got protein, you've got healthy fats, you've got healthy grains, you've got healthy carbs, You've got fruits, vegetables, and, you know, you can take or leave dairy, kind of. Um, But typically, you've got all the food groups. You've got carbs. You've got veggies. You've got vegetables. You've got protein. You've got grains. You've got fiber. And you can't get all of those things from, like, people who are on paleo diets or keto diets. You can't get everything your body needs Mm. from being on keto, from being on a paleo, from being like only eating vegetables, from only eating fruit, from all these different things. Like you need balance. Now, if you choose to eat different diets, that's fine. Like there are different styles of eating that have proven to be fine for the body. However, a lot of the time when you are eating paleo or eating keto or eating, you know, vegan or eating, and it depends on, of course, the areas in which you live as well. Like you have to supplement Hmm. because if you're eating a diet that's solely focused on only like two of how, let's say there's five food groups, you're only focused on two of the five food groups, your body still needs the other three. So you have to use supplements to make up for what you're not consuming through food. And I mean, some people have to do that because of allergies 
and different things like, you know, if you can't have, and then access to, so like, you know, America is not very gluten-free friendly uh, part. Most of the, most of the United States is not. So like if you have celiac disease and you can't have gluten, you have to go the way you eat there is a, there's a higher potential for you to have deficits in your diet simply because of a disease you have versus if you just want to be gluten-free for gluten-free sake, there are things that you, you either have to make your own food. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like there's bad, like the best way to live is a balanced lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And I think a balanced lifestyle, you were talking about how, um, you know, you write down the list of all the things you're doing. If you're doing more things than you more finger more things than you have fingers on your hands that is probably an indicator that it's too many things because i was having a conversation with my husband the other day and he was talking about um his grades in medical school and he was saying how he was like i just i want to I, I just feel like i can get if I can just get my average a couple points higher, it'll take my GPA to a different threshold. I'll have a different, you know, cumulative average and all this stuff. And I was like, okay, well, well, what would need to happen? How much time? So actually what I said was how much time would you have to contribute to studying to get your average to increase? And he was like, well, studies show that the difference between people who average A's in medical school versus averaging B's is a 40 hour a week study difference. That's a lot of time. I know when you, when you hear it, 40 hours a week. And I was like, no way. He was like, yeah, the studies are kind of saying that they're, the difference between the two is 40 hours. And I was like, okay. So if you get 40 hours more to studying, that means you're gonna take 40 hours a week away from spending time with me, going to the gym, spending time with our future child, spending time with our dogs, um, maybe every once in a while going to hit golf balls for stress relief, watching maybe one episode of a TV show on a daily basis, going to church on Sundays, being able to play in the worship ministry, maybe mm -hmm. twice a month, you're going, you're, you know, you're going to lose all, like, where are you going to find 40 hours? You already study. So where are you going to, where are you going to pull these 40 hours? Because time is limited, right? So I told him, I was like, ultimately it's your decision because you're in it. You're it's you as an individual. I can't make you do anything. But I was like, if you decide that that's what you want to do, and this is what's required to get you to this goal, right? You're going to fail in other areas of your life. Hmm. And if you're okay with that, if you're okay with failing at the gym, if you're okay with failing in your relationship with the Lord, if you're okay with failing at your relationship with me, if you're okay, I mean, I was just being very plain, but I think, I think we don't put it plain enough sometimes. Like yeah. if you're doing 15 things, Every, one of those things, you would get graded an F yeah. at least. Everything at you least. say yes to, you're saying no to something else. So you have to measure yeah. it. If it's not within the confines of what you can, your capacity that the Lord has given you. Because I think if the Lord, if you're doing four things, right? And the Lord brings a fifth thing. If it's of God, you saying yes to that doesn't say no to the other stuff. But if it's outside of the bounds. You will find what, yourself failing, like you said. Yeah. If you're, if it's outside of the bounds of balance, like a healthy, godly balance in your life. Like it's just, it's not worth it. It's not worth your well-being. I was like, you're going to lose sleep. I was like, 
He's, he's one of the only people in his class that sleeps on average seven hours a night, which typically you need about, I think as a man, I think you need between six and eight hours of sleep. Um, women need a little bit more. I think women need about eight to 10 hours of sleep, um, to really recover. And, um, on average, his classmates get like four hours and that's generous. It, it, it gets way lower when you get to like exam weeks and stuff like that. Wow. He gets good sleep. And I was like, you're going to have to fail at sleep. You're going to have to be sleep deprived. And if you're sleep deprived, that affects everything. Like sleep deprivation affects your skin health, your hair health, your mental health, your dietary, your digestion, your ability to lose weight, your ability to gain weight, your ability to recover from working out of a gym because most of your body rejuvenating itself is while you sleep. Mm. So it's like, if you're not sleeping, you know, and then you're going to be cranky, you know, when you don't sleep or eat, Matthew, you're mean. (laughs) So, you know, we had to have that conversation. And at first he was kind of like, I didn't think about it like that. But I think, I think if we evaluated, you know, our lives, honestly, we would do a lot less. Yeah, I think yeah. Um, yeah. the verse that I think of is uh, Philippians 4, 9. It says, and my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. And I think it just really comes down to trust and trusting that the Lord will supply all of my needs, not my, not me not sleeping, me not eating, me not, me putting all this energy and strength to do a million things that the Lord probably only asked me to do four of. And it really comes down to, in terms of giving of yourself, um, like you said, if the Lord has called you to it and that's, so yesterday I was, I was having conversation and people were talking about this idea of being burnt out, as I mentioned before. And, um, and one girl had just, it was really powerful. She was just saying like, it's so important to be prayerful about every decision we make, because if you're just, if you just kind of hopped in it, then it's super easy to hop out it's super mm-hmm. easy to to just if you if you say yes to something and you didn't pray about it, it's easy to always just say yes. You just kind of get in the habit of doing things and it's there's no thought behind it and that's how you get burnt out. That's how you get hurt. Um, and then we kind of blame those things on God when it's like, I never told you to say yes to all this stuff. And yeah. so it's important to before every major purchase, before every vacation or every nice thing or Everything that we want to buy, it doesn't have to necessarily be like, you know, what shirt do I have to wear today, God? You know, it, it doesn't have to be that intense. But but the, the decisions that uh, have to do with taking, take that could potentially take away that simplicity, whether that's buying more stuff or doing more stuff, um, being super prayerful about God, if this is what you want me to do, bless it. And if it's not blessed, that's a really easy way to... Uh, to see if it's of God or if it's not, not to say that hard things are never from God, but if we're prayerful about it, then we'll remain in it. And so, um, yeah, I think it's just important to be prayerful about the things that we do. Um, because Mm -hmm. then we, because then if we just give it, if it's God's and we gave it to God, 
then it's God's and we don't have to, we don't have to worry about if we made the right decision or not, because we know the Lord has like led us in that direction. Um, so if your life is anything like mine or destinies or just any, a lot of people and you find yourself doing multiple things and you're kind of your hands in multiple things, it's not, I, I just, it's not, I've learned that it's not a sin to be doing a lot of things because some people have a higher capacity to do stuff. And that's just the way yeah. that some of us were made. And so, uh, but also making sure you have margin in your life for me, Mondays and Wednesdays, I don't leave my place because <laughs> I because once I leave my place, I'm not coming. I know I'm not coming back for a long time because there's always something to do or somewhere to go or whatever. And then asking yourself, why am I doing the things that I'm doing? Why do I feel like I need to go to this event? Why do I feel like I need to start this or do this or buy this? And again, asking those questions about what is the root of it? Um, yeah. If it's something that, because like I said, every yes to something is a no to something else. So weighing that, weighing that yes and no, and knowing that, okay, if, like you said, I have four things and the Lord brings a fifth thing, I know I'm saying no to something, but it, it, I know it, if the Lord brought it into my life, I'm not going to be saying no to the priorities that matter. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So I think that's just like a really healthy perspective to have when it comes to um, simplicity and something that I'm still learning and growing in. I'm sure you are too. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's, it's something yeah. that is, and I think we hear it in all the time that, you know, life just gets busier and busier and busier. Um, so yeah, but I, I don't think it necessarily has to get unhealthy. it's biblical economics. Like, yeah. There's a cost benefit, you know, you learn an economics class, there's a cost benefit to every choice you make. Um, and you just have to weigh it. And I think it's the same thing in, the, in like when you're living a kingdom lifestyle, like there's a cost benefit to everything that is not like yours to do like good mm. things and God things. Like if it's not a God thing for you, there's a cost benefit for it, even though it's a good thing. So you just have to make sure that you're maintaining the things that God has given you. So yeah. you're not paying a price that he didn't have you to pay. You know what I mean? Right. You're not losing out on something. There's no cost associated with it. It's just the benefits are there because this is what the Lord has given for you to put your hands to. And if you go beyond that, then you have to, you know, of course there's now you're just, you're, 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 you're having to evaluate and constantly make decisions yourself. But if you're giving it, like you were talking about, if you give those decisions to God, you don't have to bear the burden of making those choices and deciding, okay, do I want this benefit or this benefit? If I take this one here, or the negative, like you don't have to do that. If you just allow God to tell you or to lead you and guide you, and then also just being willing to, when, you know, if something comes up, you know, cause you could ask, you could be like, all right, God, I'm going to do this. And he might, you know, be quiet about it. But then if he, if he kind of reveals to you later, uh, you shouldn't be doing this. You have to be willing then to let it go. Mm. Because if you're not willing to let it go, you're not listening. Mm. So yeah, no, it's good. This is a good conversation. And it's, it's definitely a hard one, especially, I think it's really hard for people who have, um, specific types of personalities where they're very, uh, 
social and they have a like a heavy servant's heart like you do and wanting to just anytime there's an opportunity to help you just feel so compelled and um you just you're a community-minded individual like it's very difficult to maintain life balance but it's something that the lord wants for us it has for us and you know that's why there's you know, a, the, the body, there's a body of believers. Like if the hand is trying to be the foot, it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So just like do the, your duties as the hand and let, let the feet be the feet, you know? So yeah, it's a good conversation. Good conversation. Hopefully it was fruitful for everybody listening. Um, but uh, don't forget to look, uh, catch us on all of our socials. We have Instagram, Facebook, um, we have a website. Um, so feel free to go look at our merchandise that we offer that things that we sell on our website, um, and stay tuned for what's coming next. All of our, um, ways to connect with us are going to be in the show notes or the description of all of our posts and videos. So Please get connected and stay connected and follow us and comment, you know, reach out to us if you have any questions about anything, products or um, ideas for conversations for us to have. We'd love to hear your thoughts on those too. So anything to add, Sid? No. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for listening. See you guys next time. Bye. Bye.